Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, based right here in good old central Pennsylvania, and joined as always by fellow co-host Chris Martin. He comes to us from the, the left side of the state. So how are we doing today, Chris? What's going on? I'm, do, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, it's out, out here in the left, left, lefters, uh, <laughs> the, the leftist side. Well, maybe that's not the right word to say. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the left side of the state, it's a little rainy and cold. But, um, you know, it is what it is. But uh, it's good to see you again, John. You got uh, a, a really interesting. We do. Yeah, yeah. Good, good topic stuff. today. And. Um, I know John is out there in the in the lovely burg of Dillsburg at the Quandle Studio, and I'm in yes. Swickley at the Stalwart Insurance Group Studio, and you are listening to the Building PA Podcast, and uh, we are real happy to talk about what, John? Uh, we are going to talk about our favorite topic for this year. And thank you for uh, reminding people where I'm coming from, the Quandle Studio. And it's it's <laughs> raining here as well, too. If, if we're throwing out forecasts, you know, it's yeah. raining here in Central Peter. <laughs> Set the tone. Quandle, Tell the you story. Know, Quandle's a quality builder. Quality builder. They can weather any storm. We're in a tornado watch in Central Pennsylvania. You hire them, they'll weather the storm. Don't you worry, brother. <laughs> Take care of everything. And if, and if they don't, and if there is a problem, we've got the stalwart insurance group that can cover your costs. <laughs> There you go. You got it all set, <laughs> no. man. You're set. How about that one-two punch for uh, for sponsors? Yeah. You got you covered. <laughs> I like it. Thank you both, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. So today we're talking culture. Culture has been a big topic amongst the AEC industry and then pretty much all, all industries. Uh, within the Keystone Contractors Association, you know, we partner well with a lot of owner groups, the Construction Owner Association and engineer groups and other contractor groups and and this we picked 2021 to uh, kind of focus on culture and kind of highlight construction projects with what could be viewed as high culture projects with with teams of different companies working together and in conversations with chris uh, you know i was all, all jazzed up all excited i was like yeah we're talking culture this year and we're even writing articles you know in the keystone contractor magazine about culture and 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 Chris, you know, he says, "Hey, I got a great person to talk culture on our podcast." And got the guy. You, you got the guy. You got, the guy. <laughs> you got him. You got him. Yeah. So yeah. please welcome David uh, Mc Mc uh, McLennan. David McLennan. You got so, it. Uh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. And uh, thanks, guys. I'm ready to rock and roll. How about you, David? <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on today, man. It's it's a it's a pleasure and a privilege. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. So why don't we, why don't we David, start, oh, I'm you, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, do the same thing you were going to say, you know, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you got here today. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a long and winding story, <laughs> but I, I actually started in the insurance industry. So I spent uh, 32 years in the insurance business, uh, had a, a, a small insurance agency back in the state of Indiana, um, sold it in, in the mid nineties. And, um, then, um, 
kind of uh, coming forward, uh, the, the, the getting to Pennsylvania, I actually was working for a, uh, a large insurance broker, uh, Marsh. Many of your listeners might know them. Um, but uh, what really uh, fueled my passion was uh, the wellness industry. So I, I, the last part of my career, I, I joined a startup company that combined wellness and technology and um, at, a, at a point in my life that I, I call it my midlife awakening, <laughs> I, uh, I, I essentially <laughs> needed to uh, get off the road and, and slow my life down a little bit. And uh, so one of the things that has always been a, a, a kind of like a side muse of mine is uh, simply personal growth, personal development and, and culture uh, within organizations. And um through that wellness um, part of the industry that I was in, I got to see a lot of companies up close and personal and their culture. And so it really uh, led me to starting my own company and and uh, helping organizations create culture that really is meant to last and, and delivers results. Nice. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So, so touching and, and seeing so many businesses, the way they operate and function, I'm, I'm, and it, which led you to start your company. I'm sure that was quite a learning experience and you could see what works, what doesn't work and what they could do differently. Uh, you want to maybe touch on those uh, experiences a little? Yeah, you know, everybody thinks that culture is this touchy-feely kind of a thing. And, and honestly, what I saw that didn't work were focuses on behaviors, focusing on the way things got done. And so it really led me to look at a way to be able to create culture around behaviors because at the end of the day culture is just how we do things how how do we get things done and so um i, I really focused in on helping organizations to identify those behaviors that led to their success led to the the desired outcomes and not only just articulating those but most companies when they start to work on their culture they, they they come up with these these great statements and sometimes their mission and vision and value statements and those are all great but they put them on the wall and they or or you know worse yet in a drawer somewhere pull them out once a year at a retreat and, and read from them but don't do anything with them the rest of the year what I felt was missing was this thing that I would call I'll call rituals. It's really creating some way to practice those behaviors day in and day out. And the companies that are able to do that and to practice those those behaviors that will lead to their success are the are the companies that really, you know, you hear about in the news. You hear about great cultures and you hear about in in articles because, they've learned how to practice those behaviors um, on a daily basis. And so that's really what fascinated me. And I, I've seen I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, it's it's been fun, though, to be able to uh, to help organizations to really get down to um, working with their their uh, culture. I, I really like what you said there, the ritual, because, you know, it, in my head, when I hear that, I think of, you know, like the baseball player walking out of the dugout and stepping over the line or, yes. um, you know, the football player who has to put on his, you know, his, his uniform in a certain method or, you know, the, like those types of rituals that I, I can imagine for construction companies are extremely vital and, and everybody has their own, 
method, uh, you know, of, of getting up out of bed and doing those things. So can, can you talk a little bit more about those rituals and what, what really makes them stick? Yeah. Yeah. And I love to use the, uh, the, 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 um, uh, sports analogy because it made me think of, of Willie Stargell. He always came up to bat and he had this thing that he did with his bat. And it was like, I think it was like three times. And, and, and those rituals really kind of get you in the mode of thinking about whatever you're going to do next. And so it's really, it really uh, plays on um, human psychology. And so one thing leads to another. If you, if uh, one of the books that um, has been really instrumental in, in developing developing this is uh, Atomic Habits, and it's really all about creating habits. And so you have you have cues, and then you have reward. You have a trigger, a cue, and a reward. But doing something daily, every day. So let's say it's a, a safety briefing, a toolbox talk, uh, things like that that you're going to do anyway. If you couple a short discussion around uh, your culture behavior maybe and and oftentimes what we'll do is uh, we'll take a behavior every week and and every uh, every startup meeting every um, meeting that goes on within the organization starts with a brief conversation I mean literally like two minutes uh, about that behavior uh, I'll pick one um, practicing blameless problem solving so if I'm if I was leading that and I had my my team around me and maybe we're you know standing at my my pickup truck and 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 we're having our, our safety briefing and and maybe we're even uh, you know doing some um, risk assessment for the job at hand one of the things that I would segue into then is, Hey guys, one of the things that we often do is talk about our behavior of the week. Our culture is super important to us. And this week's behavior is practicing blameless problem solving. What do you guys think gets in the way of practicing blameless problem solving? And then as the leader, you do just that. You 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 w- wait. You you cause that space, you create space, you create quiet. You let the other people, and for the first time you do this, it's going to be crickets. I guarantee it. But <laughs> but you, you you know, then what you do is you just say, "Hey, Chris, what do you think?" You know, and and then you just generate literally like two minutes. But it gets everybody's thinking. We do the exact same thing in our safety briefings. We talk about safety because it gets our mind thinking about safety. Um, if uh, you know, some industries. Uh, we'll talk about the job hazard assessment or the the risk hazard assessment, the RHA, the JHA, and when you um, when when you uh, focus uh, focus your uh, thoughts around a certain subject, that begins you to actually prime your mind. And so when we talk about these behaviors like practicing blameless problem solving or getting clear on expectations, things like that will will bubble up when we're doing our work. And then we will actually practice those behaviors. And so the, the ritual is the is the thing that leads us to the conversation, which will then heighten our awareness around that cultural behavior. It's really important for us to make it stick. Absolutely. I like that intro talk concept. And, and we, prior to coming to KCA, I, I worked out in uh, Pittsburgh and we would hold committee meetings and I kind of carried it with me over to here and we would do that same thing. And it was kind of twofold. It was do that at the beginning as an icebreaker to get people talking, people engaged so they know they're part of the team. You know, they're, you're part of the solution process. 
And then part two is, as you said, talk about a relevant topic and get people focused on that relevant relevant topic. Yeah. So, you know, just cheers to you. I, I love love hearing that story. <laughs> love <laughs> preaching it to you, brother. <laughs> I love it. It, love it. it really does work. <laughs> but um, as far as getting the, the team buy-in, is that are there any major challenges or hurdles or any um, – uh, where am I going here with this? But well, <laughs> it I, seemed like, yeah, I, go yeah, ahead. I, let me just, I, I think what you're going to ask, and, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll pause here for a second, but a lot of times um, people will ask, you know, hey, what do I need to do to get team buy-in? Or is this going to be, is this going to sound hokey or what have you? Yeah. And I don't know if that's what you're going to ask or not, but I mean, yeah, that, that's, you don't want it to be like forced down. You don't want, it's like sometimes yeah. you hear some companies and it seems like it's forced in a way like oh that this sounds good we're doing this you know and, and it's tough getting by in that way that that, that route yeah yeah uh it, it yeah the, you use an operative word forced and and so i i would say that it's not something that needs to be forced but it does require leadership i'm a huge proponent of leadership and what i mean by that is it's not something that we're going to just say hey this is what we're going to do because this you know some consultant told me that you know we need to have culture. It needs to really have buy-in from the leader, from the leader who's who's creating the culture or the leadership team who's creating the culture. And every organization is going to be a little bit different. But at the end of the day, if and I'll, I'll say this to any leader or any leadership team, if you have a crappy culture, look in the mirror because it's it's you. The leaders are what's driving not only what behavior is is being exhibited, but what behavior is being um, allowed. And so to, I guess to answer your question is, it, it doesn't need to be forced, but what it does need to be is it needs to be believed in first that this is going to help my company grow and it's going to help our organization run a lot smoother and, and safer as well. And, and that's a huge, uh, you know, a huge component in the construction industry. We've got to, we've got to have safe environments. I mean, talking about insurance from my insurance mind, if we go back and we have, we think about the risks, if, if we don't have a safe environment, our, you know, our workman's comp is going to go through the roof and our mod factors are going to be high. And so I can talk that all day long if you wanted to. But <laughs> but the point is, is that we want to drive safety. We want to drive behaviors that help us to really work well together and and make it, a, a you know, make our organization a well-oiled machine. And um, I think in order to do that, it requires leadership and and it really requires sometimes that leader, that owner, the CEO, the the business leader, and the leadership team to get real honest and 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 you know and 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 actually have uh, an honest conversation with them among themselves and then um, with their team. And so um, I, I know that may seem odd in a construction environment. But I can tell you, it 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 works. It, it absolutely works. And matter of fact, I I know that uh, Chris, you and I know, uh, you know, a, a, a friend of ours that's in your Vistage group is in the construction industry, and it. I mean, he he's got a great culture. He's worked at it. He's led it. He's led it well. Yeah. Yeah. And and David, so you so you're aware. Jeff has been on the. And we're talking about Jeff McQueen. He's been oh, on nice. The, he's been on the podcast. Awesome. He actually sponsors our business leadership series. So. Um, we've had, we've talked to him about his culture as well. So, 
Um, thank you for bringing up a past episode. But uh, you're, you're on the, the Building PA podcast today with David McGlennon, who's joined uh, my co-host John O'Brien and myself, Chris Martin. And, and David, let me ask you another question here. Um, what are some of the challenges that you face when working with a company to just get the team behind the idea? Mm. Yeah. You know, that's uh, the, the, the biggest challenge is having the leaders within the team who are capable of holding that conversation, holding that culture conversation. It seems it seems odd or it seems strange to, to um, not have that capability. But uh, one of the things that I recognized early in my work in the culture uh, world is that the senior leadership team or the senior leader of the organization can talk about it all day long. They they may be one that's like a Jeff. He's fully capable of 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 having you know these kinds of discussions. But you know, as you move through your organization, depending on how big it is or little it is, you may have some layers where there may be some people that are just uncomfortable in having this kind of a conversation. And so it needs to be taught. So going back to the um, the idea that culture is all about leadership, we have to teach our our team, and we have to set in motion some things that will um, help our 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 leaders within the organization to have these conversations. We just need to teach them how to do it. And and as as hokey as it sounds, we need to have some role playing. We need to be able to have some some conversations where we just. Uh, put out a, uh, a one of our one of our um, fundamentals, one of our behaviors, and 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 actually have somebody walk us through how they would hold that conversation. Give them some some support. Give them some critique. Give them some, you know, maybe some a, a coaching guide, things like that. So, and it's really at the end of the day, it's simply teaching people how to um, hold conversations through asking great questions. So that's the biggest challenge I see is really having people within the organization to be able to hold those conversations to actually fulfill the ritual part of of this this process that I'm talking about. And and achieving those or getting past those challenges has to be uh, extremely uh, re- rewarding, I would imagine. Once the once the leadership team starts opening up and they're honestly talking about vision and values and that has to be awesome. But during that process, do you see is it is it common for ones that are more challenging to open up? Is it common to see a tweak or a change in the values at all, and and, and in the vision? Does that change at all during that process for the cha- for the real challenging ones to open up? Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of change in the mission or the vision and the values. But what I do see is a a. a a challenge to or a tweaking of the behaviors of what is it what what does it actually mean to um, to respect each other? I mean, I always talk about things in the in terms of verbs as opposed to nouns. Respect is one of those those words that's it's a noun. I mean, if you think about and everybody has that value. Well, what does that mean? If if I grew up in you know New York City. Um, versus um, central Pennsylvania, my idea may of respect may be different than you know than yours. And so we have to 
we have to play that out and we have to say, what's the behavior behind the value that we really want to see? Because behaviors are so easy. We can see them. We can, we can coach them and, and we can and, and give feedback on them too. So we can say, Hey, you know, I saw that you did this and you know, next time it'd be better if you, you know, did this. And so there's, there are ways to be able to coach those behaviors and, and help the organization then actually, um, practice those behaviors. I don't know if I answered your question the, or not, but <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. You know, one of the things that I, I, I always enjoy talking with you, David, is, is, and this is not meant to be a slight at all. You have your own language. Yeah. And, and, and I find the language really is, is interesting because, you know, when, when you think about culture, you're right. It's about relationships how you treat each other, how you work toward the same common goal. But you're, you, you've mentioned now in our conversation, I've been writing them down, rituals, respect, behaviors, leadership, values. Like Those aren't things that, be, to be honest with you, that we hear a lot of in the construction industry. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, uh, how do you help people ad- adapt to this kind of, you know, new way of thinking or new <laughs> language, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, a great question. Um, you know, um, I, I think <laughs> just, I, I think the process of actually coaching, to be honest, I mean, I do a lot of coaching. One of the things that my culture work led to was a, um, a formation of a, of another project that I get to work with at where I work with emerging leaders so that I can help them do the things that we're talking about. And I think that by just virtue of, of working with the the leaders in an organization, talking to them to them about these um, topics, um, hearing me pull out the words just like you did, things people say, our words matter, and and the, the they're also a uh, a picture into our our subconscious mind. I'm sure that you probably don't talk about that in construction either, but <laughs> we talk about our subconscious mind all the time because. It's it it leads to our behaviors, and so I think the biggest thing um, to help you know anybody listening who this may be foreign to them or this may be something that they've not talked to talked about before, just start you know start somewhere take us take a small step. Um, you don't have to have the whole thing figured out, but just make a step and and start talking about it. Maybe even start talking about it with your leadership team. Um, you know, maybe even share the podcast and say, hey, you know, I heard this guy uh, on this podcast talking about these different topics and 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 have that conversation. I think it's just a great way to start um, introducing these ideas into maybe an industry that is not um, it's it's rare to, to have these kinds of conversations. in. yeah, yeah, that's true. Well. David, I think you have, I know that you have just scratched the surface about this topic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, I, I know that we would love to have you back on. So I want to thank you in advance. But I, I also, you know, having a, a, a relationship with you on the side here, um, know that you also have your own podcast as well. Um, awesome. Can, yeah. how, how, can, how can people listen to you? How can people learn more about this? Because I think you know, as John mentioned, this is the year of culture in, in the KCA yeah. world. How, 
what are some other resources that are available to to our listeners? Yeah, so my podcast is called In the Growth Space, and so if you want to um, start hearing a little bit more about these these concepts of you know subconscious mind and and growth and um, and I'm talking to leaders of all kinds. Um, I think, as a matter of fact, I don't know when this will air, but my next podcast episode is actually I, I interviewed one of my emerging leader inner circle members who is coming on and just kind of sharing their story. Um, he happens to be a a young leader, but he's been growing um, since an early age, just his own personal growth uh, platform. And, and, and he's also uh, has gone through some, some challenges. And so, um, so we talked to leaders of, of all kinds um, in, in a couple of weeks then too, I'm going to have uh, a CEO on, uh, actually he's the former CEO of the SeaWorlds and, and um, Hershen Family Enterprises. And so um, it's going to be, a, so my podcast is probably a great way to introduce people to uh, not only leadership growth, personal growth and um, company growth too. Cause I, I talk about all, all of those three things. Awesome. Good. So the podcast is a great resource, and I love, yeah. you know, books are a great resource as well. I love how you mentioned Atomic Habit because that's, yeah. that's third on my list. I just purchased that. I just downloaded it. It's third on my list. So I'm, it's awesome. I'm trying to man. knock down a lot of books this year, so I can't wait to read that. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great one. That's a yeah. great one. I um, I'm a huge uh, I, I'm a huge reader, so I, I love that. Um, so another resource just for anybody listening, you know, Simon Sinek um, is is a great place to to go. Um, uh, any of his books is, is great. Um, he, he just came out with one and the, the name just, uh, well, it, it was about two years ago. Name is escaping me at the moment, but all I can think of is leaders eat last, but that's not right. If I look over on my bookshelf, oh, it's called the infinite game. Sorry. I just had a, a brain fade there, but yeah, it's called the infinite game. Uh, great one. It's a great, and actually that probably is a great one and a great place to start from, uh, the, the idea of, of really thinking about business differently. But, um, yeah, so that's a, that's a great resource. Um, you can always connect with me, uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I often will put little snippets from my podcast on, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, just to share a little bit of, uh, somebody's story or maybe a concept or an idea. Uh, you can always connect with me on my, my website as well. It's just davidmcglennon.com. Okay. Awesome. We'll be, we'll make sure to get the word out. Spread it around. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely. Sure. <laughs> definitely. Tell that story there, man. Yeah. Uh, well, David, thank you again for joining us. This has been a very, very useful topic. Um, and as John mentioned, one that we're going to talk about in the upcoming issue of the Keystone Contractor Magazine. Um, but um, we will. I have a feeling we're going to we're going to be talking to you in the future again. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a pleasure, and and I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.